This is Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 14.50 WHTC. And for this Thursday, September 15th, we are joined today by Sarah Dockerslute. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Gary, and welcome to Wellspring, a weekly radio show sponsored by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital. My guest today is Rebecca Folkert, Senior Environmental Health Specialist at the Ottawa County Department of Public Health. She's here today to talk about food safety. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. And it is wonderful to have you. So tell us about your role at the Department of Health and what you enjoy most about your job. Yeah, so like you said, I'm a senior environmental health specialist, which is just a long way to say restaurant inspector. And so I'm on the food safety team and I am primarily responsible for routine inspections of our licensed food facilities, which is restaurants, um, any ice cream coffee shops, it could be school cafeterias and really anywhere else you go um, where food is prepared for you. Um, so other things I do include, um, I'm one of the trainers for the team. So I train other inspectors as well as the education and outreach coordinator. And just with all of that, every day is really different. Um, and I love that. And I also, I worked in restaurants when I was in grad school and just really love the energy in restaurant kitchens. And it's just a lot of good people uh, that I get to interact with every day. It's Food Safety Education Month. What does this Awareness Month highlight? Great question. Food safety is for everyone. Everybody needs to eat. And oftentimes it's just something people don't really think about. Uh, foodborne illness can affect approximately one in six people. So I grew up in a family of six. So that's like saying none of us is going to get a foodborne illness every year. And so a lot of people are able to just think, oh, I got food poisoning. I feel better. But it can be really serious, too. The latest estimates say that about 128,000 people actually end up in the hospital from something that they got sick from a food or from water. And this could even be like 3,000 deaths annually. And so this Food Safety Education Month is important because it just really highlights why it's important uh, to, to be safe with food and to use good food safety practices. People may think that food safety doesn't apply to the home kitchen, but many cases of foodborne illness happen as a result of food handling at home. And like you say, I don't think we think about that. What kinds of illness can be spread through unsafe food handling? Yeah, you're exactly right. So a lot of people are really quick to think about restaurants and not think about food at home, but a lot of people do most of their eating at home. And so some of your really common illnesses from any sort of foodborne um, illness, which is just going to be the way to say um, a, a virus or bacteria or germ that you get from the food. Uh, there are 31 different types of illnesses, but some of the most common ones are salmonella, E. coli, uh, Campylobacter, norovirus um, uh, are gonna be the most common ways to, to get sick through your food. 
What kinds of unsafe food handling practices make people sick? I know in the summer, I'm always very conscious, Rebecca, about when I have potato salad out because I think about, you know, the mayonnaise. But I'm certain that there are other practices that we may not think about that we should be conscious about. Yeah. So the CDC actually split up five different categories for how food is most likely to be unsafe. And one of them that you touched on is going to be what we say improper holding. And so that can be temperature. You have it at the wrong temperature. You're sitting out at room temperature when it really should be held warm or cold uh, or for holding it too long. So keeping it in your first far past the expiration date can be another example of that. Other ways are your food source. If you, um, this particularly can apply to restaurants, but at home as well. If you're getting from a place that hasn't treated the food safely, it might be unsafe before it even walks in your door. So the source is important, improper sanitation. So having dirty equipment or um, not switching out cutting boards, say you're working with some raw chicken and then you go to make your salad and you don't do any sort of cleaning in between. That's a really common way to spread spread illness. Um, as well as insufficient, this a really common one at home would be insufficient cook temperatures. And so if you're cooking chicken or a burger or something on the grill or something inside, and you just look at it and think, oh, it looks done is a really common thing that people might say, but it might look done and not yet reach a high enough temperature to kill all the germs that you need to to make it safe. And so using an actual thermometer and taking the temperature um, would be another great way to make sure that your food is safe. And then just really basics, personal hygiene, washing your hands properly. And uh, if you're in a restaurant or you're serving for your family or having people over and you're not feeling well, don't make the food for them because then you could put some of the germs onto the food and spread others as well. Rebecca, you know, you've touched on a lot of them. And one thing that you just mentioned is expiration date. Um, I, I, you know, I go through my refrigerator and I know it says best used by a certain date. Is that something that we really need to adhere to or is that just yeah. a precautionary? That's a really, that's a great question. And unfortunately, that's a pretty tough question because there's not really a standard for those best buy dates. The best buy dates are going to be about quality. And so that is something that the company is saying this is when the food should taste the best. And so as long as it doesn't look spoiled or smell spoiled or anything like that, a best by date isn't the same as a true um, expiration date uh, in the same way that like if you have some leftovers that really you should use those within the week or if you have a meat or an egg or cheese or something like that, those dates are going to be a little bit different than like the ketchup that says best buy that's for quality. Gary has a question for us, me, and so Gary, we'll let you ask. Let me step in right here. Rebecca Folkert of the Ottawa County Department of uh, Public Health. Food Safety Education Month comes appropriately. We have had stories in the news of a restaurant chain having issues with E. coli and in West Michigan as well. How can you assure us about restaurant food safety? What steps do does the department do to make sure that if people are going out to get some food, that the food they're eating is safe? Yeah, that's great. We 
so a couple parts to that. One is that we're doing regular routine inspections. Um, and so we, you know, aren't in there every single day because the, the restaurant people, um, you know, wouldn't want that either. But we're in there regularly trying to make sure what they have is what we call a person in charge, a knowledgeable person in charge. And so one of the requirements for the restaurant is they have to have a certified manager who has gone through all this training about how to keep food safe. And so when we're in there for the inspections, we, part of what we are assessing is that person in charge. So we say the other 363 days a year that we're not in the restaurant, do you have somebody in place who has good practices and procedures? Because restaurants are like people and they have good days and they have bad days and nobody wants anybody to get sick. And so what we're looking for is on those bad days where a cooler breaks or the roof caves in or any other kind of crazy story, do you have a person in charge who is able to assess, hey, this went wrong and take the correct steps? Are they knowledgeable to say, oh, we can't use this cooler once it's broken or we should close off this section of the restaurant if the roof caves in? And so that's part of what we're working with the restaurant. Uh, we also take um, uh, calls from the public or emails. So if, if the public has concerns about a restaurant or a practice or they see something when they're out to eat, because, um, you know, we have over 700 licensed facilities in the county and only seven inspectors. And so we, again, are there regularly, but it, we might not see something the public might see. And so you're welcome to, to call our department and let us know. And we will investigate all calls of complaints um, if you see something that is, is of concern to you as well. Let me follow up on one thing, Sarah, and then I'll throw it back to you, is that the county does on a monthly basis, uh, uh, the, health, the County Department of Public Health does issue a food inspection report. We get a copy of that as a media outlet where they do chronicle all of the restaurants that they check on, uh, some follow-ups and some actions that are done. I'm not certain, Rebecca, if that is also a document that's on the website through myottawa.org, but it is uh, certainly a way to keep tabs on the safety of restaurants that where, where, where we are eating. Yes, so there are, that is available and people that can email, so people are welcome to sign up for that as well and get those regular updates. And then the other thing you can do is you can go to our website, miottawa.org slash food, and right on the main page of our website, there is a spot where you can search any of the restaurants in our county, as well as any other licensed places such as churches or schools, um, and you search that and it will give you the full report. So not only does it give you the nice summary that Gary mentioned um, of how the number, but you can actually look at the specific violations as well. So I'd encourage people to check that out. If you have a restaurant you're interested in visiting, feel free to visit our website and see their most recent inspection as well. Rebecca, it sounds like you have a, a big job when you think you mentioned 700 restaurants, you know, that, you know, you oversee. Is there a team that's going out and doing these inspections? And, you know, you also mentioned that education is so important in the work that you do. Talk a little bit about your team um, and anything that you want to share in regards to how you support um, restaurant safety in Ottawa County. Yeah, we have a we have a great team. So there's there's seven um, inspectors who go out regularly, and then we have an entire environmental health department with other um, people who who support us and and can help as well. Um, and 
we all are assigned a specific area. So for example, I inspect along the lakeshore and I have the same restaurants I go to time after time. And that really helps to build a relationship with the restaurants. We get to know managers, we get to know about their families or their vacations or, you know, get to know them on a more personal level. And then, um, you know, while we're working with them on that professional level, we're able to talk to them and kind of help educate them. And education is a huge portion uh, focus of what we do, just because at the end of the day, our goal is healthy people. And our goal is that everybody, I love to go out to eat. So everybody who loves to go out to eat or wants to go out to eat is able to have safe food from their restaurants. And so we don't go in with the attitude of, I'm just going to find everything that's wrong. We really want to teach people, here's the rule. And here is why that's important. Here's how that's going to keep people safe and healthy. And so if we can go with that approach first, where we teach everybody, um, you know, about the reason, a lot of times that speaks to, that speaks to them enough, like, because the restaurant owners and managers also want their customers to be safe and they want them to be healthy as well. And so getting to that education is really uh, the key to that. What if you don't get compliance from an establishment? What happens then? Yeah, so we really, like I said, try to go education-based. We do have an enforcement procedure. Um, and so there's several mechanisms. There's consultations, uh, citations, paid inspections, just a variety of steps in a specific order. Um, they all incorporate education, even up you know, several levels to try and just at the end of the day say, public health, this is why you need to do it. And so even if they're getting a monetary consequence or something like that, um, they still, we're still trying to teach them why, um, why to, why they want to um, follow these guidelines. So Rebecca, share with us how people can find more information on safe food handling and the other food safety services provided at the Department of Public Health. I would encourage everyone to visit our website. Um, so www.miottawa.org slash food. Um, you'll be able to see the services we offer so that our team, um, you know, does a lot of different things in addition to just routine inspections. And so you can see some of that. You can also check out the restaurant uh, inspections, which you could spend a long time digging on those. Those are pretty fun to read. Um, and then as well as other food safety resources for how to keep food safe in your own kitchen. Thank you so much for being here, Rebecca, and thank you for what you and you, your team are doing to keep us safe um, in regards to our food, and please check out the resources that Rebecca shared. Until next week, Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital wishes you well. Thanks for listening to Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.